Welcome to Anchored Daily. This is Connie Edwards, and we're reading through the book of Joshua. The tribe of Judah plays a vital role in the future of Israel. It is referred to as the royal tribe of Judah, and many kings come from this lineage, including David and Solomon. Most importantly, Jesus, the King of Kings. In Revelation, a heavenly elder identifies Jesus as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David. Chapter 15 contains a sweeping geographical description of borders and towns allotted to the tribe of Judah. Of all the tribes, Judah had the most generous chunk of land by far, around 4,000 square miles. In broad strokes, the territory is bordered by the Desert of Zin, the Dead Sea, Jerusalem, the Jordan River, the Great Sea, the Fertile Shefla, desolate mountains of the Judean wilderness, and the arid Negev. It's magnificent to be sure, but it's through the lives of people who occupy the land that God speaks. As we learn in chapter 14, Caleb, a Gentile descendant of Moses' father-in-law, had finally received Joshua's blessing to take the land the Lord promised him long ago, right in the middle of Judah's territory. At last, Caleb could provide a home and future for his family. Caleb's personal story continues beginning with verse 13, where he was poised to take the possession of the hill country of Hebron, which included the town of Deber. All he had to do was drive out three Anakites. Only three guys? Yep, three giants. From the same people that made the twelve spies feel as small as grasshoppers in numbers. Wait a minute, didn't Joshua annihilate the people of Hebron and Deber about six years earlier? Yes, but some escaped to Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. These formidable giants seem to keep popping up. In fact, nearly 400 years in the future, David would defeat Goliath of Gath. And later in Hebron, David, this conqueror of giants, would be anointed king over the house of Judah. At this time, however, apparently some escapees had returned to Hebron, and Caleb drove them out. After conquering Hebron, Caleb advances to the outskirts of Deber, where he announced to his men, I will give my daughter, Oxa, in marriage to the man who attacks and captures Deber. The Bible doesn't fill in tradition or culture here, but Caleb, the righteous man that he was, would have followed customs of the day. To attract a good husband for his daughter— A father was expected to provide her with an attractive dowry, often land and goods enough to establish a home and income, which Caleb now possessed. It was also customary for a suitor to purchase a woman from her father to compensate him for the loss of a contributing worker, though a daughter. Caleb had set the bride price. A man who could conquer a town would ensure his daughter's safety and be worthy of her dowry and a leader for his family would emerge. Caleb's nephew, Othniel, took Deber and won Oxus' hand. But the newlyweds soon discovered that the arid Negev provided only sparse grazing for livestock and forced a difficult nomadic life. Water was vital if they were to have land that would support agriculture and a more permanent place to live. So in agreement with her husband, Oxa got on her donkey and traveled to ask her father for a field. Caleb alleviated their hardship by generously granting her two springs, likely two pieces of land, each with a spring. Twice what she asked for. As Aksa trusted her father's love and care to meet her need, 
we can trust our Heavenly Father to meet our needs. Through faithfulness and generosity, Caleb's entire Gentile family was grafted into the Israelite inheritance and lived among the people of the desert of Judah in the Negev. Caleb and Othniel had obeyed God by routing out idolaters, separating their families from them, and were thereby available to be used by God. In contrast to Caleb's family, other Israelites had gone another direction. In Jerusalem, the Israelites were living among idolatrous people, the Jebusites, because both Judah and Benjamites failed to dislodge them, as God had told them to do. They intermarried and slid into idolatry. God became angry, and this time he allowed them eight years of subjectivity to an oppressive king. In Judges 3, they are trapped in servitude, crying for a deliverer. The Bible tells us, But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel, son of Caleb's younger brother, who saved them. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him so that he became Israel's judge and went to war. Othniel overpowered the oppressive king and ushered in peace for 40 years. Obviously, our culture is much different, but we are not without giants to conquer. In their book, The True Story of the Whole World, authors Michael Goheen and Craig Bartholomew warn us to recognize the danger of compromise with the idolatries of modern life. While we love our neighbors, we must be ruthless in rooting out idolatry from our personal and corporate lives. End quote. We slip into the bondage of something that seems there's no way out. God will hear our cry and send deliverance. It may be an action on our part to disassociate from whatever is holding us. We should not hesitate to reach out to someone if help is needed. There are many within the Bethel community that will come alongside us. Nothing is impossible with God. We can always be righted again. God's plan, deliverance, and eternal pleas for all mankind is expressed in one sentence. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If we remain faithful, God may call on us to do something no one else is available or capable of doing. If we serve God wholeheartedly and set ourselves apart, as we saw Caleb and Othniel do, our generous God will bless us with exactly what we need, often better than we ask for. Hear our prayer, O Lord. As we face our giants, may we be empowered by your Holy Spirit. And as David prayed in this psalm, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.